Welcome to Vantage Point, a weekly podcast aimed to provide insight, perspective, and keys to daily living through the lens of God. We are so pleased you decided to tune in, and we hope you enjoy today's message. Now, please welcome the host of Vantage Point, Nick Ruffin. Welcome to Vantage Point Podcast and week five of our current series, Masterclass Lessons in Leadership. After today's message, we'll have two more weeks on leadership and we'll begin a new series in August. Check out our Facebook page for information specific to that new series. Just like every episode, I want to thank everyone who's listening and not only listening, but sharing. I continue to be blessed by the support, encouragement, and growth Vantage Point continues to see. Let's jump right into week five of Masterclass, The Cart Before the Horse. To kick off this message, I want to give some context to the title. As I began to bring this message to life, I began to think about every message or book I've encountered regarding servant leadership. Like me, I'm sure this has been something every leader has either heard from a boss or speaker or something you've said yourself in assessing your own leadership skills. I think many leaders, including myself at one point or another, considered themselves a servant leader. I know for me and others listening, we were only scratching the surface in our efforts to be servant leaders. If we're honest, our actions equate to service, but not necessarily servant leadership. We try to build ourselves in deeds and other things, and we cast them off as servant leadership. We might hashtag on Twitter or Facebook, servant leadership with a picture of us doing something. But the truth is, we're really putting the cart before the horse. And I believe the title of this message fits that mindset so well. We often put leadership before servant. And if we're honest, servanthood is the vehicle that drives our leadership. There are so many leadership styles out there and surveys that we can take that ask the question, what kind of leader do you want to be? People immediately gravitate to the two most popular styles, transformational and servant. That sounds good, right? You want to be a transformational leader. I want to be a servant leader. Is it because we identify with those styles? No, of course not. It's those two sound the best. When you read books on transformational leadership or servant leadership, when you watch videos, they sound the best. And I'd like to think of myself as a servant leader or a transformational leader, but most days I don't feel like being transformational. I just want to get stuff done or I don't feel like being a servant. I just want to be successful and make sure that my people know what they're doing. I have to step back and ask myself, why am I putting all that up front and not being a servant today? How will I get stuff done without others? How can I expect my people to know for themselves if I haven't encouraged or persuaded them to know? This is why servant leadership is so important. In my current role, one of the things I say is, you don't work for me, I work for you. And it sounds good, right? It lets people know that as the leader, I'm there for them. But what does it really mean? And how should I feel or you feel if that's something you say? You can Google servant leadership and get all types of information that breaks it down. But for this message, I want to focus on five areas that jumped out to me that will allow us to give ourselves a heat check to gauge our place in servant leadership. The first point on servant leadership I want to talk about is selfless development. While development of yourself is vital, and we talked about that in another episode, servant leaders must also understand that the the development of others is separate from that. And as leaders, we can be in the mindset of always telling our people how we would do things or how we would handle situations. And I don't want us to confuse that with giving them insight into handle situations, which is fine. But our focus needs to ultimately be on how do we help them handle things their own way? And servant leadership involves strategic coaching 
that ensures people feel empowered and confident in their abilities. If we focus on how we handle things all the time, our people will only imitate us and limit their own personal growth. Selfless development is not limited to those under your leadership. It involves people at or above your level. Let me ask you a question. When was the last time you went to a peer or boss and asked them if they needed help? Or better yet, you know exactly what they need. You see them every day, struggling with reporting or making connections with their people. You have the tools to help them overcome those challenges, but will rather stand by and watch them fail. As leaders, we can't be fearful of sharing our best practices or worry that a leader may become better than us if we show them something. Leaders sit in meetings or interviews and expound on what they did to drive performance, but rarely do they sit down and talk about how they made someone fundamentally better. I encourage every leader listening to invest time in developing people beyond what you can do for them, but more so what can they do for themselves through you. Another piece of the heat check in servant leadership is to ask yourself, do you see value in every person you come in contact with? Many times we focus on our problem people that stress us out rather than viewing them as valuable. What would our coaching look like and what would our development look like if we took the mindset that everyone has value? Instead of dreading coachable moments, we embraced them because we knew it was an opportunity to help them be better. That's the one thing I love about sports. It doesn't matter whether you're the first pick or the 15th pick. That coach is acknowledging you have value because they're placing you on a team. There is something those players bring to that team. And good servant leaders will make that last player on the roster feel like the MVP because they matter. When was the last time you went to your bottom performer and told them they mattered? Or told them you believe in them? There has to be an intentional effort from every leader to exhibit the belief that every person has value. Another way to measure your servant leadership is in your ability to have real conversations about real things. Many leaders go through the day putting up walls, trying to separate business from personal when it comes to their employees. The truth about employees is that most of them, if not all, are going through something in their personal lives that will most undoubtedly impact their business life. I'm not saying you go play 20 questions trying to pry into their innermost thoughts. I am saying be intentional about your conversations because our people are dealing with real things. If you're the leader who believes in walking in the door, ignoring those issues, and keep pushing to get the work done, you won't connect with your people beyond that work. Connecting with them will take leaders stepping outside of their comfort zone, but the results are so beneficial. When we walk past people every day who are depressed, lonely, struggling to make ends meet, having marital problems, and many other things, it may seem taboo to bring those things up in the workplace, but there are practical ways to invite those real conversations to happen. One way is to simply ask your people, how are they doing today? Now, that can go a few ways, but I believe if you've been under your people long enough, you should know their tales. You should know if they're truthful. You should know if they say things like, fine, I suppose, or I'm doing all right, I guess. That's an opportunity for us to engage with them further beyond that first step. When we leave stones unturned, we never fully discover the pieces of our people that they have lost or maybe have hidden because of what they feel and the things that they're going through. Another inspection of servant leadership is how do you leverage vision as a means to stay future focused? Leaders are vision carriers, and through our efforts, people must see their connection to that vision. 
People can get bogged down in the moment of where they are, their abilities are where they are, or where their performance is. And this is another great moment to speak on sports. I remember my first coaching year as a varsity assistant coach. And the head coach had a clear vision for the program. And mind you, this is a program that hadn't won more than 10 games in four years. When the game schedule came out, there was something added that hadn't been there in a long time. At the bottom of the schedule, after our last game of the season, there were the following words with TBD next to them. Regionals, sectionals, super sectionals, and state championship. And I'll never forget the reason why. He wanted us to see what was possible. He wanted us to see the real goal, the real vision that we signed up to play or coach. And really, to be truthful, the vision prior to him was, can we win more than 10 games? Can we just win a game in some cases? We had no thought of going beyond that or even how to get there. But the way servant leadership works is it shifts your focus toward the future or what could be. Servant leadership inspires people to dream bigger and believe for bigger. It takes on the mindset that the leader can shift the focus of his people or her people onto something bigger than themselves. The final piece to the heat check is, are we pushing people towards servant leadership? The first peak to piquing someone's interest is showing them servant leadership. From there, we can begin a dialogue that promotes servant opportunities. Last week, I said accountability breeds accountability, and servant leadership is no different. Service will breed service as people begin to understand not only the importance, but the feeling of service. And then, you know, I mentioned transformational leadership earlier, and that might be the most popular style, but servant leadership is the most infectious style. People don't have to be high in title or stature to serve. Serving also doesn't have to be large and grandiose and complex. A simple way to serve or view service is seeing a need and meeting a need. And if you're looking for the grandest stage to serve, then you're looking in the wrong place. Some of the most impactful places to serve are in the places you look the least. So how does Jesus fit into this? A quote by Pastor Rick Warren says, that the only way to serve God on earth is by serving others. Another quote by Gandhi reads, the best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. Jesus is the chief example of servant leadership. His moment on the cross is the highest example of service, allowing himself to be crucified for all mankind. This happened because Jesus was born to serve. During his earthly ministry, he showed us how to serve and use his most inner circle, his disciples. Leading up to the cross, Jesus not only readied them for his death, but he readied them to take the mantle of leadership. John 13, 11 says, Having loved his own who were in the world, he now showed them the full extent of his love. The thing to remember about his love is it's for everyone. This goes back to knowing everyone has value. Jesus continued to show people around him they had value. His love for them and for us is present and never changing. Jesus continued to show servant leadership through other actions. When he washed his disciples' feet, he took the place of servant in a mighty way. In those days, the washing of feet was a task assigned to a Gentile slave. A host at a gathering would have never gotten down and washed the feet of his guest. People in those days walked everywhere. Their feet would have been filthy beyond anything we could imagine. Yet Jesus, in all of his majesty, authority, and power, kneeled down and washed their feet. He met a need and in doing so gives us a powerful lesson on servant leadership. Would we wash the feet of the people who follow us? Would we meet a need of those people who help us every day? 
As I close this message, I want to leave you with this passage of scripture that I believe fully sums up this message and what servant leadership is. It's found in Philippians chapter 2, and I want to start at verse 1 and read through verse 8. And I encourage everyone who's listening to walk in this scripture as you dive deeper into servant leadership. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being in one spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationship with one another, have the mindset of Jesus Christ, who being in very nature God, did not consider to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. Being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death to the cross. It can be difficult to view yourself as nothing as it relates to leadership, but I believe if we step back to the true depth of servant leadership, we can elevate those around us to be better and do better. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Get connected by following us on Facebook at Vantage Point Podcast. Have a question or want to give feedback? Click the send email button to share your thoughts with Nick. We'll see you next week on Vantage Point.